I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM, WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here on the Clay Edwards Show, and check out all things Clay Edwards at clayedwardsshow.com for shirts and more. Peace. And the singing of the Star Spangled Banner performed tonight by six-time Grammy Award-nominated rapper and artist Flava Flav. Oh, oh, say... Can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars Alright, well, I guess that's all we're going to get out of that. Flavor Flav, performing your national anthem. You know, some people are thinking I probably did that as a joke. I did not. I did that to make a greater point. We went from the NBA. That was at an NBA game, by the way, the Milwaukee Bucks. We went from the NBA kneeling, refusing to come out for the anthem. Now we got rappers, Flavor Flav, out there singing the national anthem. Hey, that is a marketable marketable improvement uh, right there. Now, I do not watch... um, I do not watch NBA. It's just not my sport, never has been. However, I will take I will take that as an improvement that at least they're performing the national anthem at these games. I did not see one person on their knee. I did see some pedophile-looking Boy Scouts holding some flags. I'm just going to tell you all something. I think there's going to have to be a limit. There needs to be an age limit on the Boy Scouts. It just never fails when we find out about these instances of pedophilia. It's always like a troop leader, a scout leader. If you got a full beard, I got I got questions. I got questions. Can I say the quiet part out loud? Are we allowed to talk about this kind of stuff? I got questions. One question I don't have is this. You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This, my friends, I know is the Clay Edwards Show, and I know I am Clay Edwards, and we are live here on 103.9 FM, W-Y-A-B. Hope everybody's having a good morning. Man, it, it's officially fat boy weather. It's officially fat boy weather. Just in time for Halloween. I can dig it. I wore a hoodie this morning. Shout out to my guys over at the Recovery Lab podcast. They gave me a hoodie last year at my Christmas party, and I finally got a chance to wear it today. 
Nice. Felt good. I actually had to go outside, warm my car up. Those seat warmers, I tell you what, I never had a car with seat warmers still. I think my last two have had them. Kind of nice. Kind of nice on a cold morning. Waiting on that heat to warm up. Happy Halloween to everybody out there. Hope you have a good day. Has everybody got their trick-or-treating done? Or or are y'all going to go out and trick-or-treat tonight? I'm all for people trick-or-treating. Just don't knock on my door. <laughs> I, when I moved out to Rankin County, because keep in mind, living in South Jackson for as long as I did, people quit trick-or-treating. <laughs> I bet in the last 10 years I was there, no, not one person knocked on my door. Now, in defense, I kept the front of the house as dark as you possibly could and make it as unwelcoming as you possibly could, but that did not always deter some trick-or-treaters. They'd be like, their their lights must be out. They must have forgot to put a pumpkin out because surely they, these fools got some candy. But anyway, when I moved to Crossgates, I, I, my dogs go bat crap crazy every time somebody knocks on the door. I can't deal with that all night. I mean, they act like we're under attack all night when there's a bunch of people knocking on the door on, on trick-or-treat type days. I can't think of another day that people would do that. But on trick-or-treat Halloween... Anytime somebody knocks on the door, there's too little much. It's just terrible all night. So finally, I just set up a folding table out front with about $100 worth of candy on it. And we're just like, when it's gone, it's gone. I don't care if the first person takes all of it. And that actually worked pretty well. This year, I just decided not to participate. Anyway, uh, I saw a bunch of pictures from Halloween this weekend. We got a bunch of stuff to get into this morning. You know how we do it on the first segment here. I saw a bunch of pictures from people's Halloween festivities this morning, or yesterday. Looks like Shuckers. Several of those places had had a uh, had big turnouts. A lot of people and um, a lot of fast women without a whole lot of clothes on. There's a sexy version of everything, and I'm using the word sexy in lieu of other words. There's a sexy version of every costume of apparently every profession. Sexy engineer. Sexy nurse, sexy uh, police, you name it. Sexy truck driver, sexy lot lizard. Oh, never mind. Uh, Sexy bartender, (laughs) sexy stylist, sexy radio host. You name it. There's a sexy version of it. Let's see here. So if you follow me on... The video platforms, like I requested you to yesterday, I did two different live feeds from the house. I did one from um, my TikTok. It was just a general, uh, we hit about five or six different subjects. Boom, boom, boom. Had a good time. Got a lot of feedback, about 30 minutes long. And then Sean sent me a story from the Daily Beast of all things. Let me pull it up here. From the Daily Beast, and it's titled, Could Mississippi Really Elect a Democrat Governor? You know, they it's your typical left-wing nonsense, but they hit some interesting topics in this thing. We're going to go over it here. We've got five minutes. I'll tell you what. It's going to take a whole segment, but I guess I... My show, do what I want, right? 
So I'm just going to start reading here. This is, um, and a buddy of mine texted me last night. He actually went to school with the girl that wrote this. She's from down on the coast, Lauren Shepard. I mean, you can tell she's a bleeding heart. But I think this piece is rather well written. Uh, by the way, if you guys want to chime in, Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. All right, it says, how is a Democrat on track to potentially unseat an incumbent Republican governor in a deeply conservative state? Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves has never been a popular governor. His first win in 2019 hinged on an 11th hour endorsement from then-President Trump that barely bumped him across the 50% line needed to win against the state's former Attorney General Jim Hood, a conservative Democrat. Can we quit saying that? There is no such thing as a conservative Democrat. Either you're a left-wing nut job or you're, or, or, or you're a conservative. You can't, you're not a conservative Democrat. That, that's a falsehood. Says, um, <clears throat> even after Trump's Hail Mary validation, Reeves squeaked out a victory with just 51.9% of the vote. This time, with the 2023 election less than two weeks away, Trump noticeably hasn't endorsed Reeves for re-election. Hard stop. Does anybody care if Trump endorses Reeves at this point? We've got four years of Reeves' on-job resume. Whether you think you did a good job, a bad job, or you're indifferent. We've got four years of Reeves' on-job resume. Does a Trump, and I'm telling you this is a die-in-the-wool Trump supporter. Trump supporting Reeves doesn't move the needle an iota of an inch from me. I don't need Daddy Trump to tell me who to vote for. Daddy Trump ain't made some of the best decisions when it comes to personnel. You know, he I, I like him. He's my guy. But he's made some bad decisions when it comes to personnel and people he's supported. So let's just let's be honest about that. Uh, I don't I, I don't need anybody else to tell me who to vote for. Anyway, back to it. This is where it gets quite interesting. We're gonna we're gonna hit this paragraph. We're gonna break it down, and then we're gonna go to break because I, I could stop right here and do the whole show on this next paragraph. Y'all know my passion or my anger towards Tate is based on his COVID nonsense. And, and, and this just absolutely melts my heart and all the, for all the wrong reasons. It says, the incumbent's biggest problem is that Reeves can't fully appease the far-right voting base who have a long memory now, uh, of safety measures he recommended during the pandemic. Remember that word, recommended, that he recommended during the pandemic, such as mask mandates, short-term business and school closures, and limits of the size of indoor gatherings to the state's ultra, I'm sorry, limits of the size of indoor gatherings, period, to the state's ultra-conservative white voting base, 90% of white voters in the state vote Republican, by the way, these health measures, which were advised by the state's chief Health officer, Dr. Thomas Dubious Dobbs, as Kim Wade calls him, and which were basic standards nationwide equated to tyranny and betrayal. MAGA Republican candidate Robert Foster and my good friend 
who ran against Reeves in 2019, suggested Reeves needs to make a public apology for accepting the recommendations of Dobbs and Dr. Anthony Fauci if he wants to prevent Republican voters from punishing him by skipping the ballot altogether. Reeves has other sins the right wants him to atone for as well, like his failure to support MAGA candidate Chris McDaniel for lieutenant governor and signing the bill that finally retired the hospitality state's Confederate flag. It's no matter that Reeves has still sanctioned the month of April as Confederate Heritage Month or that the state still officially celebrates Robert E. Lee's birthday on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Extreme right voters are fixated on his concession to anyone to their left. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and we're going to circle back to this recommended safety measures recommended during the pandemic. I did not realize that these were simply just recommendations. And I I bet you all the business owners who closed and went out of business and filed bankruptcy and everything else were not aware that these were just recommendations. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by Watkins Construction and Roofing. Let's read one of their great 500. They got 941 five-star reviews here on Google. <laughs> it's phenomenal. How about we read one of the most recent? This is James, seven days ago. He says, I really like the professionalism of Watkins. They actually answer the phone and return calls and were quick to respond with my questions or concerns. Job was done efficiently and professionally. Quick little five-star review there from James. Hey, look, guys. Been a hot, long, dry summer. You may not know if your roof has any leaks or any damage because, you know, it hasn't rained. However, you know we're about to get into that season. Get them to come out there. They'll do a complimentary roof inspection. And, of course, if uh, you have any repair or replacement needs, they're going to take care of all that. They're going to work with your insurance company from start to finish. They're going to be – I mean, the number one thing I see in all these testimonials, these reviews, is constant communication. We could all learn a little something from that if you're in sales. Go read their five-star reviews and their customer service reviews and understand that constant communication is still the key and, and honesty – is still the key to doing good business and making customers happy. And that's what they do at Watkins Construction Roofing, and that's what they can do for you. Check them out today, WatkinsConstructionInc.com, or give them a call, 601-966-8233. 601-966-8233, Watkins Construction and Roofing. All right, let's dive back into this. If you're just tuning in, the Daily Beast did an article yesterday titled, can a Democrat, or I'm sorry, could Mississippi actually elect a Democratic governor? I do find it a bit funny. They act as if the state wasn't run by, run by the Dixiecrats for years. <laughs> Still is in some areas. I mean, real clear politics has us as a purple state. There's obviously some Democrats pretending to be Republicans down there at the Capitol. You can't hide that. You can't fake that. So I'm going to read this paragraph again. We're going to unpack this. Your texts are welcome on the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Your phone calls are especially welcome this morning. 
What way are you leaning? 601-879-0002. Not voting is totally an option as well. Let's read this one more again. Said the incumbent's biggest problem is that Reeves can't fully appease the far-right voting base who have a long memory of safety measures he recommended during the pandemic, such as mask mandates, short-term business and school closures, and limits on the size of indoor gatherings. The state's ultra-conservative white voting base, 90% of white voters in the state vote Republican, these health measures, which were advised by the state's chief health officer, Dr. Thomas Dobbs, and which were basic standards nationwide, equated to tyranny and betrayal. I just keep going back to this one word, recommended. So you're telling me that just based on a recommendation that restaurant and bar owners, and I'm just going to use them as an example here, were forced to close on their own, were forced to operate curbside and to go on their own, or should I say decided to on their own, that had to close by 10 because we all remember that COVID only came out after 10 o'clock, were forced to or decided to make customers wear a face mask to get to their seat, but then they could take it off because, again, COVID was super-duper smart. And it, it knew when people were sitting down at the booth versus walking. Or my favorite ridiculous in, indoor indoor recommendation was that you couldn't order a drink standing up at the bar, but you could sitting down. Make it make sense. Let's take a call here. Hey, you're on there. Good morning, buddy. Hey, buddy. I just want to say something about the upcoming election. I do not. Well, let me say this. I own my own business. During the fake epidemic, we didn't enforce mask mandates, and I didn't wear a damn mask. I went any place I wanted, and if they wanted to call me, they'd call me. But I'm, I'm one of them crazy wackos that wears a 45 on his hip. Now, Mr. Reeves has done things that I do not agree with. I know the man, his family personally. He did some things that I personally think are stupid. But on the other hand, Mr. President, he belongs to the Democratic Party, and I will not vote for anybody that is affiliated in any way and supports. And if you are a Democrat, you support baby murder, and you support every perversion known to man. you got to to belong to the party. Amen. if you got, hey, don't stand up and tell me I, I, I'm not for abortion when you're in the party. You're, I can say this about him. And, and Clay didn't say this at station. Mr. Presley's a bald faced liar and his breast stinks. If he, he's a Democrat, he supports the murder of the unborn and, you know, little Twinkies dressing like guys and drag queens, uh, at, uh, PTA meetings and in kindergartens and you know and probably demon possessed on top of that but that's just an opinion. <laughs> Clay you have a good one and I enjoy the show brother. Thanks brother. Yeah I co-sign on all that.
I co-sign on all that. Uh, I speak for Clay Edwards, not the radio station. You got that D by your name. You, you, you're beholden to everything the Democrats are going to behold you to. He then took a lot of money from the Democrat Governors Association, or I'm maybe saying that wrong, but some version of that. He then took a lot of money from these demon Democrat organizations. He's globetrotting across the state with Benny Thompson, and they're calling him a conservative Democrat. Probably ain't no con- That's why I go back to ain't no conservative Democrat. Let, 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 let's finish this real quick, though. We're, we're going to get to all this. This is a rather lengthy article, and it's a lot to unpack, and I think you guys are going to have fun unpacking it with me, or you're going to be so mad you can't see straight like I was. Again, I, 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 I keep getting hung up on recommended safety measures, such as temporary business and school closings. So you mean that nobody had to actually close? Our kids, our class of 2020 grads, like my daughter, they didn't have to sit at home and just do it all online and graduate on the back of a trailer in a parking lot. That was simply just a recommendation. That was just a recommendation. My friend Melissa Kay out there had Bonnie, Bonnie Blair's. That $10,000 fine, give or take, that she got from the state ABC for opening up and serving liquor. That she didn't have to pay, she didn't have to pay that fine. That fine was simply just a recommendation to let her know that if this was real, this is what it would be. All the churches closing. That was simply recommendations. I sure would have liked to have I'm sure there's a lot of business on it. Again, I go back. I worked every day through this thing. The car, the car dealers association was a big donor to Tate. So I was fortunate. We were considered essential business. It is what it is. But I just can't help but think back to all the business owners who had put their life savings as a former business owner, as a guy who ran nightclubs for years. It would have bankrupted me. If I had still been in that business. All I can think about are those people that lost it all over these air quotes in the studio recommendations. So yeah, we're a little salty. The far right. We're 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 a little salty. I bet that far right is a has a lot more people in it than you may think it does. A lot of black, a lot of white, a lot of Indian, a lot of brown, a lot of Mexican. A lot of whatever. A lot of very angry people that are just now finding out that these are recommendations. And let's see here. Let's continue this article. It says, Reeves has other sins the right want him to atone for as well. Okay, we got that about Chris McDaniel. See, none of this is, this is a nothing sandwich to me. This stuff about Chris McDaniel's Confederate Heritage Month, Robert E. Lee's birthday, the flag, I don't care about none of that stuff. I I voted for Chris McDaniel. I like Chris. Chris would have been a drastic improvement over Delbert the Democrat. But all the rest of this stuff is a nothing sandwich to me. I, I don't care about any of it. Let's move forward. He goes, and while stalwart conservatives can never be fully placated, reasonable voters are also dissatisfied with Reeves for his seemingly endless ties to scandals 
during his time as lieutenant governor and governor. Just over $98 million worth of scandals, to be precise. And they can't help themselves. Democrats really think we're all concerned about this. Says the numerous disgraces involved misappropriated funds from the Federal Temporary Assistance for Needy Families TAMP program in which $100 million in TAMP funds were redirected from working poor families into the pockets of pet projects of friends of the governor. He was not the governor. He was not the governor when this happened. Former NFL quarterback Brett Favre, what, what about Brett Favre, cashed in $1.1 million for speaking engagements at which he never appeared. Favre's asked for a volleyball arena at his alma mater and mine, the University of Southern Mississippi. This is her. She went to Southern Miss. At Southern Miss, drained another $6.1 million in TAMP funds. That still went to a state university, mind you. Reeves' friends, former professional wrestler Ted DiBiase and his son Ted Jr. received over $2 million for their Christian nonprofit. Reeves' personal trainer Paul Lacoste got another $1.3 million for his fitness boot camp program. Millions of dollars went to football tickets, Christian music concerts, and conservative lobbyists. They're just mad that they didn't go to NBA Youngboy concerts, Lil Nas X concerts. I want to circle back to this Paul Lacoste thing. I don't think anybody got the worst, a worser end of this deal than Paul Lacoste. That dude got offered an opportunity. I'm guessing this is how this unfolded. Did nothing illegal. Got Worked his butt off doing those Paul Lacoste programs and all that stuff and got the opportunity to get this state contract thing where I remember if the teachers went, because my sister was a teacher and she took advantage of it, that if the teachers went, they got to go for free, or if they committed to six weeks, there was no charge. It was something along those lines. A lot of black, a lot of white, a lot of, a lot of teachers took advantage of this program. This was not wasted money. Paul Lacoste took a legal contract to make people healthier. And people are dragging his name through the mud. Now, I don't know Paul, never met him personally. All I know about Paul Lacoste is he played at Mississippi State during the greatest era of Mississippi State football in my in my lifetime other than 2014 and 2015. And uh, he was a hard hitter. That's what I remember about Paul Lacoste. Again, never met him, Hell State. But I think he... His, the damage his name got through all this nonsense for somebody who legitimately had as little to do with it as anybody is irreparable. And I hope he's able to sue the crap out of somebody and be made whole again. And I'm not a fan of lawsuits. Says, um, then there was Reeves' repeated use of the state jet for personal business, campaign trips, and even a Mardi Gras ball. That I do have a problem with. That I am sour about. But I'm going to tell you, maybe I'm wrong. Republicans out there listening this morning. Are you, are the 10th, is the 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 tenth scandal and Tate Reed something that swaying your vote one way or another? It's not my, that that, that is the, on a, if you put 10 things on a list and that was number 10, I would scratch it down and move it to 11. That is a, that is a nothing sandwich to me. I don't think that sways a single Republican voter. And I think that Brandon's campaign started to figure that out, too, as they shifted their attention from that to Medicaid expansion. This is the Clay Edwards Show. we got to take a break. We'll be right back.
Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Guys, you got low testosterone? Morning wood ain't quite what it used to be. ED issues, obesity, can't gain muscle, not sleeping good, depressed. You could be suffering from low T. That's low testosterone. Get out to Men's Health of Mississippi today. Get your levels checked. Get your levels checked. It'll take a couple days. They'll let you know, hey, you qualify for some testosterone replacement. It's so easy. It's very affordable. No insurance needed. Very affordable. I mean, I'm shocked, at, honestly, at how affordable it is based on the ROI, return on investment you get from it. I got half my dang friends and family over there, males and females, women, women, you need to get your levels checked too. Uh, I'll tell you the energy, energy levels, excitement, the whole nine yards, it all just ramps up. Takes it a couple weeks to get in your system, start getting things back rolling. It is no overnight type thing. I don't want to sit here and pretend that it's like a, like a limitless pill, but it becomes one. It absolutely becomes one over about the first six to eight weeks. So get over there, menshealthms.com. Menshealthms.com. There's several different ways you can ingest the product from a weekly shot to pellets to creams to all kind of other things. So just because you don't like one don't mean there ain't another. Again, all sorts of options available for you. Also, I've kind of uh, they don't even, they don't even pay for this. So that we really we, we just kind of we just promote the testosterone. But I think that something that they do that's really cool is the tattoo removal, the laser tattoo removal. And uh, my friend Bo, Bo Trebitich, he, he does that over there. And he posts a lot of before and after videos and TikToks and pictures and this, that, and the other. And I know people that listen to this radio show who have heard me talk about it and gone over there and sent me the pictures of their removal. It is phenomenal, the technology that they have now to remove tattoos. Even if you want to get a cover-up, may I recommend getting whatever you have there first removed so you don't have to go so heavy on a dark ink to cover it up. And uh, those cover-ups never quite look as good as the original piece. I don't care what it is or who does it. Just my personal opinion. Anyway, tattoo removal available also. Menshealthms.com. Get your levels checked today. Guys, trust me. She'll thank you for it. Let's take a call from Derek. Hey, brother. Thanks for sitting on hold. Hey, man. What's going on? Man, same thing. Different day. How you been? Hey, pretty good. Listen, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this um, that tennis thing. And, I'm, and you know why we've had that conversation. I'm not going to blast it back on the air because the people that have been that have been ignored the most during this entire TANF scandal is not the TANF recipients themselves because TANF recipients was never affected by it. Correct. But it was those employees that that served the um, state of Mississippi and the uh, welfare system as a whole, day in and day out, that were not duly compensated and forced to be taken out from MSPB for years without, you know, fair raises and promotions and things like that for people to bring their friends in. But see, that's the part nobody wants to talk about. We want to talk about Brett Favre, F. Brett Favre. We want to talk about Paul Acosta, F. Paul Acosta, F. the Deviasis, because they all benefited from it. I understand you may got respect for these people, but it is what it is, you know. And I'm not saying that because it was a tenant thing, because remember, tenant recipients were never affected. It's those employees day in and day out that got the, the crap in of the sticks, and nobody wants to talk about that. Now, what what I what I said was, and well, I know what you said. I, I said I, I don't think it's a needle mover for 
quote unquote Republican voters. Now it may be you, but I just and, and, and if it is, I guess I'm wrong. But I, it is not a single, not a single conversation I've had, roundtable, group, group talk, group chat, or phone call on this show. For the most part, has anybody brought that up as a determining factor in their voting? And again, and, and I get that, but because every time we got to throw a celebrity out there, it cheapens the whole, the whole thing, and that's why I think you're missing the boat up. You know. And, and like I said, as a friend, I'm going to call you out on it. You understand? Well, uh, uh, you say calling out. We're not disagreeing. I'm sure that there were people affected by it. I'm saying that conservative voters in my circle don't care about the TAMP scandal to the extent that it determines who they vote for. Like, And in a, and like, in a lot of ways, I don't blame them. But there was, there was some people who got affected by the most. And when you say you don't care about it, that means you don't care about them either. That's the point I'm pointing out. Okay. Excuse me, I'm kind of under the weather today. But that's the thing I'm looking at. That's the part that gets missed when we say, oh, forget the tennis camera. All right, fair enough. But what about those employees who worked during COVID and never got their just compensation for it? But yet you did apply for the firms for um, uh, essential worker pay. Well, you know, we don't want to talk about that stuff because we're so worried about freaking Brett Favre or Paula Costa or the DBIs. I F every single one of them. The employees are the one that suffered the most, but nobody wants to talk about that. And it cheapens the whole situation because they don't. I agree with you, but but in a, in a roundabout way. Yeah, and 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 I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm sure that, I'm sure that people were negatively affected on the state level. I mean, it sounds like it. But like I said, the people who the attempt money was intended to help never went without theirs. I have I have a hard time having any pity for that. They keep wanting to use this as it was stolen from poor Mississippians. No, it was not stolen from poor Mississippians. It was stolen from Mississippians. The poor people got the poor people got theirs. But when we talk about levels of poverty and things like that, those employees that make average income, they were affected. Yes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We, we we agree. Yeah. All right, Derek. Appreciate it, brother. Uh-huh. Back to my article here. Again, I reiterate that your average conservative voter isn't concerned with the TAMP scandal as a determining factor in, in who they vote for. Now, Derek may have proved me wrong on him on an individual basis, but I don't know. All right. Let's see here. The private jet. Yep, don't like that. That's a bad look. But you know, the the funny thing about the private jet is, now granted, Brandon's private jet shenanigans didn't cost taxpayers money. But he is a hypocrite when he sits there and says any politician that uses the private jet isn't in touch with the people if they're using it to campaign. Meanwhile, the second he set his butt down in a private jet, he couldn't wait to take a selfie and say, wheels up, off to all 82 counties. <laughs> Let's see here. But see, I, now here's where I do tend to agree. And this is where I feel like I I lean a little more left. Or maybe I lean a more common sense. I don't know. This is talking about Medicaid expansion. It says Reeves is also disliked for his proud refusal to expand Medicaid, 
which would allow 230,000 Mississippians health care coverage, 90% of which would be covered by federal government. It would also bring $1.3 billion in federal relief to the state's bankrupt hospitals that have been in crisis since 2005, or as long as we've had a Republican in the governor's office. The expansion would save countless lives and improve the standard of living for hundreds of thousands of people in the poorest state in the Union. So Reeves' corruption, his negligence, and his unpopularity with the right and center are the primary reasons an incumbent Republican is polling neck and neck with a Democrat in one of the deepest red states in the country. We are already up against a break again. I got to take it because we're at the end of the hour here. Bear with me. We've got a whole other hour to go. I really want to unpack this. I appreciate y'all's patience with me this morning, and I want your input on it. 601-879-0002 is the phone line. The Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Again, I'll remind y'all, I have extended an olive branch to Tate and to Brandon to come talk to y'all. I don't think they bring one additional listener to the table. I'm not doing this to get more listens. I'm doing this because I think the listeners of WYAB can single-handedly swing the selection one way or another. I think it's that close. The polls suggest it is. And I think that them ignoring y'all says more about them and what they think of y'all than anything they could ever say about me. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. I had a caller on hold that I'd actually answered during the break and was going to let him talk here, but I'm going to kind of repeat what he said, and you guys can decide. He was saying the arguments that we're making right now are something that you should be we should be debating during the primaries, that once it gets down to the general, you can't call yourself a Republican. And I'm paraphrasing here, so if I get you a little bit wrong, I apologize. Basically saying you can't call yourself a Republican if you're even considering voting for the Democrat. And I I disagree. I 100% disagree. Now, I'm not saying that you got to vote for the Democrat to disagree with Tate. I'm going on record here. Go back a couple weeks ago. I've gone on record and said, I'm going to vote for Tate because I'm going to do exactly what he said. I'm going to hold my nose and I'm going to go in there and I'm going to vote for Tate because I'm not voting for a Democrat. I'll vote Democrat when I'm dead. But I also will admit here in the same breath that that is the problem that's got us into this mess that we're in, is we just go in there, we hold our nose, and we vote for the best of the worst. That That's the problem we're in. But there's a lot of people who don't consider themselves a Republican or a Democrat. They vote for the person they like the most. And that's who we're talking to today, the people on the fence. Which way are they going to swing? And we spent the first bit of the show talking about Tate. We're going to spend the second half of the show talking about Brandon. So this is going to go both ways today. So, again, I think they're missing a great opportunity by coming on this radio station that has more disenchanted conservatives and Democrats listening to it every day than any other station out there. I mean, I heard Tate's on WGOP right now, preaching to the choir. Come talk to the folks. Come talk to the sinners like Jesus would. Come talk to the people you got the chance of converting to you, not the ones who are already with you. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. All right, you tuned back in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is hour two of 
The Clay Edwards Show, live on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Hey guys, it is Tuesday. Lunch is being served downtown at Martin's today. The Today's plate lunch, blue plate special, is smoked ribs with your choice of two sides and a bread. Get down there, check that out. But hey, get back down to Martin's. They are open from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m., seven days a week. Enjoy the best happy hour in town. They got the huge patio they just built. I know it's a little chilly today, but they got the heaters and all out there. You will be you will be just fine. Some of their upcoming live entertainment included is, is that Kill Smith with Angelo and Omen. That is on December 9th. Here's a really cool band if you've never seen them live. Southern Culture on the Skids coming up. November 4th with special guest with the get down. Let's see here. Also, the Harold Brothers will be there on November 10th. The Weeks, they were just there. They're doing back-to-back Christmas shows. Calling it Christmas Sippy. December 15th and December 16th, back-to-back nights, the Weeks. Hometown heroes, rock stars coming back home. For the Christmas holidays. Should be a massive, massive event. And uh, we'll keep you up to date on all the happenings down there at Martin's. Don't forget, again, 11 to 2 a.m., seven days a week. Get in there, watch all the games on the big screen scattered all throughout the facility. They got private rooms for parties, the whole nine yards, your Christmas office, Christmas parties, everything. You can do it all at Martin's Downtown. Check them out online, Martin's Downtown. JXN.com. Get your private party booked today. All right. Let's read a few of your texts before we continue on. You guys have been very diligent texting in this morning. I do appreciate it. Uh, Jim texted in on the Guns and Gear text line. says, the governor's power is limited if the legislature is the opposing party. Neither candidate is inspiring, so I'm leaning to vote for Presley to see what the whining libs will do. It makes a great point, and I've, people have brought this up a good bit, that even if Presley wins, he's somewhat powerless as far as for you know the lawmaking side of thing goes, the policy side. But here's where it does affect us, and this is why I decided that regardless of my frustrations, it doesn't mean I can't talk about my frustrations, but regardless of my frustrations, his, um, his, his department heads – particularly Mississippi Department of Public Safety, uh, Sean Tyndall, Commissioner Tyndall, his commissioners. And the job he's done is uh, is enough for me. And the fact that Brandon Presley said he was going to fire Sean Tyndall, who I think is doing a great job, and what they've done with the Capitol Police. If I'd ever was maybe on the fence, that put me off the fence. That was the single issue for Clay Edwards. All this other stuff that we can't do nothing about, those are gripes that I'm never going to shut up about. But the single issue that pushed me into Tate's camp, and I think my my, my Democrat co-host Sean said the same thing. You're telling me you're going to fire the best commissioner? Well, I don't want to call him the best because I don't know enough about the other guys. But the one that I consider the most important, the guy that's done one of the best jobs in the state, Sean Tindall. You're going to fire him because... You say he was not a, he was over law enforcement agencies, but he's not a cop. But he's over all of it. And he has 
the proper people over those. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. You sound like an idiot when you say that. And, and if and if Brandon Presley wants to come on the show, it's going to be the first question he gets asked. The first question he gets asked is, why would you fire Sean Tindall? All right. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So back to the legislative stuff. That would make the most sense if we weren't a purple state. And we all know that Delbert's a Democrat. So the the Senate is Republican in name only. It is a very purple state. Jess says they're going to whine. They're whining now with Biden. Yes, the Democrats are going to whine no matter what. Let's see here. Read a few more of your texts. <clears throat> Have to reload the app. Uh, Bobcat says, you'll vote for the Democrat often in the same election when you are dead. That's what I keep saying. I, I, I'll vote Democrat when I'm dead. I'm, I, I'll be dead a lot longer than I was alive, like most of us. <laughs> Woodrow says, Medicaid expansion is, is a disaster. I know from 40 years in the medical field. Yeah, I've had some people try to explain it. Look, it, admittingly, I went from urban exploration and Jackson crime to trying to understand Medicaid expansion. I'm not the guy to try to explain Medicaid expansion to you. I know both sides can spin it to fit their argument. But at the end of the day, we do have to be able to pay for it. I got a GED, but I know if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. That don't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. So I try not I try not to punch too far above my weight on certain topics. I could tell you what my thoughts and feelings are on something. But when it comes to Medicaid expansion and all the inner workings of that, I'd be doing all of y'all a disservice if I sat here and said that was my thing, that, that this that's my hill to die on, and I can explain why. I'd be lying and I ain't gonna do that to you. Blake says on the Guns and Gear text line, I don't I don't think a true conservative will vote for Presley, but what concerns me is the true conservatives not voting at all. I find it hard to believe that Presley is actually pro-life, pro-guns, considering he is getting all this campaign money from California and New York. That's a great, valid point. And we're going to get to that here when we start back reading this article and his, his, uh, his associations with Benny Boom Boom Thompson. Um, right, this is kind of a lengthy text, but when somebody takes the time to send this and it's on topic, we're going to be respectful and read it. So I'm reading this in live time. Y'all bear with me. It said there is merit. This is an unknown texture, by the way. It says there is merit in the idea of voting for the worst of the worst as a last ditch effort to unseat an establishment candidate. You can't primary. Most people can't stomach this idea. But the metaphor is called the boiling frog metaphor. It goes like this. If you drop a frog in a pot of boiling water, it will, of course, frantically try to clamber out. But if you place it in gently in a pot of tepid water and turn the heat on low, it will float there quite placidly. As the water gradually heats up, the frog will sink into a tranquil stupor, exactly like one of us in a hot bath. And before long, with a smile on its face, it will unrestingly allow itself unresistingly allow itself to be boiled to death the term boiling frog syndrome is a metaphor used to describe 
the failure to act against a problematic situation, which will increase in severity until reaching catastrophic proportions, if thereby encapsulates the barely noticeable impact of slow environmental degradation. Yes, boiling frog. That is a great analogy for this. People are going to have to decide. You know, I've explained to y'all. I mean, I can't get up here and do this every day and and, and not be 100% honest with you guys, not tell you who I'm voting for, not and explain why. I think I owe that to y'all. I, I think that's part of this gig for me is I, I have to be 100% honest with y'all about who I'm voting for and what my and what my and what tilted the scales that way for me. But that don't mean I can't still complain. I ain't got to do it with a smile on my face. <laughs> I ain't got to. Uh, Woodrow says, it gives the federal government a chokehold over how medicine is practiced. Talking about the Medicaid expansion. Also, unknown texture. Said, I would vote for a goat on a boat. <laughs> yeah, some other, some other folks have text, text in and said, Tate on the other radio station doing an interview now. Preaching to the choir. All right. I think that's got us caught up. Let's get back to this because now, now I think it's Brandon's turn to. Uh, I got to say, this Daily Beast article, all things considering, I think it's done pretty fairly, other than the fact that they keep trying to insist that Brandon is a, is a conservative, a conservative Democrat. There's no such thing. Do you know any? Do you know any Republican, any Democrat Republicans? Well, yeah. I just, strike that from the trial. I just sat here for twenty minutes arguing that we got a bunch of Democrats pretending to be Republicans down at the legislature. So yes, we have. Anyway, it says so. Who is the Democrat who could be Mississippi's chief executive? You may not have heard of him, Brandon Presley, but he's the challenger. On Reeves Hills, like anyone with a shot at winning here, he's a social conservative, a pro-life, pro-grun, evangelical Christian who's opposed to trans health care. The second cousin of Elvis. Yes, that Elvis. He's even repurposed the anti-Biden slogan as his own. Let's go, Brandon. Did I mention he's a Democrat? Full stop. You cannot be a Democrat and be all those things. I'm sorry. One is one of these are a lie. Either he's either he's a Republican, and I told I said this the other day when me and Nick Bain were talking. If he's all of these things, he should have just ran on the Republican prime. He should have primary Tate. That's why I know that these things are a lie. This guy is a Democrat. To one of our to to Buddy when he called earlier, you can't be these things and a Democrat. I, I've publicly said I don't believe you can be a Christian and a Democrat if you support baby killing. I don't know how you can rationalize those things in your head. It's one of my big it's one of my big struggles with with black Christians, black Democrat Christians, is you support this party. You're in church, one of the most faith based uh Christian groups of people that I know, especially especially older black folks. But you support this Democrat nonsense. I, do you not watch the news? They want to take God out of everything. There's that too, right? The constant removal of God from everything. 
These are where the Democrats are doing this. You, you, you can't tell me you're a Democrat and you, and, and you co-signing on all this nonsense, for whether it's Brandon Presley or whoever else. Continuing. One might wonder if he's the type Southern Democrat of an earlier era, a Dixiecrat. He's not running an ideological left versus right campaign after all, but a populist one. Presley is a self-styled man of the people in a state in which 20% of the people are poor. The poorest state in the nation, remember? The second least educated state behind West Virginia. Presley relates to voters with his stories of growing up poor or being raised by a single mother of a, of a childhood that sometimes didn't include electricity or running water. He's also keen to remind voters that his opponent, Governor Tate Reeves, is an insider with a silver spoon upbringing. I don't disagree with that. And other, and it's worth watching Presley's campaign ads to get a sense of his populism and to hear the authentic Magnolia State drawl. If you can't write a campaign check, you're shut out of state government. So for all those in Mississippi that are <clears throat> that are left out of Tate Reeves, that are left out that let me start that over. It says so for all of those in Mississippi that are left out that Tate Reeves doesn't know exist. When my name goes on the ballot in November, your name goes on the ballot in November. Now remember that may sound familiar. When I get elected, we all get elected. What other Democrats said that? Chakwe Antar Lumumba. How's that worked out? How's that? If I get elected, we all get elected. If my name's on the ballot, your name's on the ballot. That worked out well for Jackson voters, didn't it? The November 7th election now appears to be too close to call. According to the most recent data by public policy polling, Reeves is only one percentage point away from Presley, 46% and 45% respectively, with the remaining 10% undecided voters favorable to Presley. If neither candidate reaches 50% plus one vote, they'll have a runoff on November 28th. I'm, be- I'm telling you right now, I'm predicting a runoff. Business will be booming around here if we get a runoff. Don't come. Let me tell you now, though. Don't come trying to take me up on those interviews if we go to a runoff, I'm not going to be interested. Y'all can figure it out. It says, so why was Presley polling so well? The $3.7 million the Democrat Governor's Association poured into the Let's Go Brandon campaign this year definitely doesn't hurt. I think that's all you really need to know about Brandon Presley right there. We could stop right there. $3.75 million that the Democratic National Governor's Association poured into the Let's Go Brandon campaign. The same Democrat governors that want to turn their states into into abortion resorts, abortion vacation resorts, all that stuff. The sanctuary states for abortions is the word I was looking for. They want to turn their the same governors that want to turn their states into sanctuary abortion states have poured a three point seven five million dollars into Let's Go Brandon's campaign. I'm running over here, but we're going to finish this thought. It said, but there's also the support. So here's where, here's where I also know you're, where I know you're not a conservative Democrat. 
It said, but there's also support Presley has earned from black voters who are 40% of the state's population. Presley has been endorsed by students, pastors, and community leaders. He's spending over $100,000 advertising on black radio stations. Rep, here it is. Here it is right here. Anybody who believed that the Brandon is a conservative Democrat stuff, it can full stop right here. Reps Benny Thompson, Democrat Mississippi, and Jim Clyburn, Democrat South Carolina, are side by side on the campaign trail with him. He's traveled to Jackson State University for homecoming, one of Mississippi's biggest football events of the year, Alcorn State University, and other HBCUs promising not to neglect the way Reeves has, the way conservative governors have always. Again, <clears throat> reps Benny Thompson are side, and Jim Clyburn are side by side with him on the campaign trail. And he has the audacity to call himself a conservative. We'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show, live on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Guys, Burgers, Blues, Barbecue, you just heard the ad there, but don't forget them. For all of your Christmas parties, holiday parties, catering, special events, and more, they got two food trucks, and they can cater up from five to 5,000 people, and they're way more than just burgers. They can do anything you want. I, I, again, I love the... Buffalo chicken wrap, fried or grilled. Their salads are amazing. Their B3 bowls, you kind of build a bowl. Pretty cool. Put a protein, a side, anyway, all that in it. Their Nashville hot smoked wings, I'm going to say it. I don't know what kind of, how they build their Nashville hot uh, flavor. It's phenomenal. Try it on the smoked wings. It's, it's a dry rub, not a wet rub. Really, really good. And, of course, Burgers. I mean, it's in the name. You already know. Burgers, blues, barbecue. There's live entertainment multiple nights a week at all their locations. Madison and downtown Brandon with a third location coming soon to Flowood right there in front of Dick Sporting Goods right over there in that area. So check them out. I went by, I looked at the new location yesterday. I didn't get out of the car or anything, just rode through. It's going to be in the same building as Chipotle. So that gives you a reference point. I think it's the old corner bakery. being completely rebuilt, redone, patio added, the whole nine yards. It's going to be really, really cool. That's burgers, blues, barbecue for all of your holiday parties and catering needs. They can do it all. Food trucks, the whole nine yards. Check them out online, burgersblues.com. And don't forget the plate lunch today at both locations, Madison and Brandon, is fried pork chop and hamburger steak. The sides today, sweet potato casserole, lima beans, and mashed potatoes you can always add banana pudding as a third side for only two dollars so get over there check them out get you a full lunch with dessert for under 15 bucks at burgers blues barbecue on monday through friday 11 a.m to 2 p.m and don't forget the b3 bar at the downtown location nice little cubby hole you may find me in there on any given day nice little spot where everybody knows your name kind of like cheers all right back to it back to it my buddy, my friend and yours, Kim Wade, sent in a text a second ago and made a good point. He says, you know, Presley and Trump, both populists, 
but somehow Trump is a racist because he appeals to Main Street folks, MAGA. Presley makes the same appeal, but he's not. That's an interesting thought there. Populist is suddenly a a good thing when it's it's Brandon Presley and and it's a Democrat. But if a conservative runs as a populist, it's racist. Well, can't be both. It's just, again, if it wasn't for double standards, Democrats wouldn't have any standards. All right, let's pick this back up here, and I'll get back to your text messages. It says, on top of that, Presley has campaigned in each of the state's 82 counties, by private jet, mind you. Reeves, by comparison, has been relatively disengaged from the campaign trail. He's dodged five invitations to debate Presley. For his part, still attended each event. In a segment of the campaign he's called Empty Chair October, Presley hauls an empty chair up to the stage and satirically debates the absent governor to underscore that Fareeves showing up to answer his constituents isn't a priority. I, I don't disagree with this. I think calling him out and him not showing up, just like them on my show, I think it's a bad look. I think the Tate should have been at these things. They should have debated, but I'm going to tell you, I believe Brandon's probably a pretty good debater. Again, I've heard him speak a few times, and I'm going to quit saying again. I've I've heard Brandon speak a few times. He can do hand-to-hand or retail politics very well. Tate don't. Tate Tate just don't do it well. So we'll see. Tate is a numbers guy. And, you know, facts beat feelings every day, except unless you're a Democrat. So we'll see how that works out when they debate. I think they got a debate tomorrow night. Is it on WJTV, I think? So, that'll be interesting. Let's see here. So, the election is close, but Mississippi is a reliable Republican stronghold. The state has gone for Republican presidents in every election since 1972, with the exception of the Southerner Jimmy Carter in 76. Presley, Presley would be the first Democrat governor of Mississippi since the turn of the century. That makes it sound so long ago. Oh, man, the turn of the century? I mean, I, are we forgetting Ronnie Musgrove? It makes it sound like Ronnie Musgrove is Ross Barnett. Let's take a call. Hey, good morning. You're on there. What's up, Clay? It's Elrod. Hey, Elrod. Uh, okay, on this uh, Tate thing, you know I'm not a big Tate fan, you know, because of the the – pandemic the scandemic absolutely uh, what he did but but you know he's got his bad points and stuff and i was so i was thinking about it. i'm gonna vote for presley you know i get it in my head i'll show him and so you know i think the more i think about it is there's no way that i can vote for a communist hamas sympathizer that wants to kill babies and that's all democrats are they want to destroy life they want to uh Beef up terrorist organizations such as Hamas. It, you know, it's it's insane that they have actual terrorists in our government sitting there saying it's a good thing to get rid of these Jews. It's wonderful, and this this brings me to my point about Presley. He's a Democrat. He supports all of these people. Why is it, if you if you're not 
If, if you don't support Hamas, why are you not standing up and saying, uh-uh, these people don't speak for us. These people don't speak for all Democrats. Why aren't they standing up and saying that? That's my problem. And so there's no way. I, I guess I'm going to have to throw my vote away and vote for Tate, even though it makes me cringe to do so. But I'm going to do it anyway because there's no way I'm going to vote for Presley. No way. Uh, I'm with you, brother. And that, that's why I came to the conclusion I did for some other points and for what you just said. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Clay. Appreciate it, Elrod. Great show, bud. Right, thank you, brother. Uh, let's see. Got another text a few minutes ago. I need to find it real quick. Um, somebody had sent a sent a really good text on one of these. I I, I had to find it during the break. I don't want to. Uh, debate is on WAPT, by the way. All right, I'll find the text I want to read y'all, and we'll hit it on the other side of the break. Let me finish this up. <clears throat> I think I just think this is really, really interesting article here. It's giving us a whole show's worth of content. So it says that Presley would be the first Democrat governor in Mississippi since the turn of the century. And we're, we're going to close this thing out here. It says, but what if? What if Presley won? Reeves and Presley are so ideologically similar as to rule out the... To me, I believe this is written here to try to massage some Republicans to think, you know what, just go ahead and take that vote. Go ahead and take that vote. Just vote Democrat this time, because there ain't really no difference. It, even if you get him in, he, he, he's powerless. He's powerless, but just going to do it. That, that's, that, that's their thought process here. Even my GD understands this. It said, Reeves and Presley are so ideologically similar as to rule out the potential for a significant shift in the deeply traditionalist southern state. No matter who takes home the vote, most votes, the only real policy difference between the two is that Presley wants to take Medicaid expansion, wants to take the Medicaid expansion if he can. And so, presented with the choice between a moderate populist Democrat and a generic Republican who, can, who can't quite satisfy the far right, does a potential gubernatorial flip even matter? Perhaps a win for Democrats would be symbolic in a, in a deep red state, but even if Presley wins, his Medicaid plan and other efforts will be checked at every turn by the Republican supermajority in the House and Senate. And the Democrat candidate is still a social conservative, which is what you must be to win in a place like Mississippi. See, they keep talking about the super red majority in the House and the Senate, and we all know, we've talked about it at nauseum, it's purple down there at the legislature. The Senate is blue, period. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back with your text on the Guns and Gear text line. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, guys, get out to Guns and Gear today for all of your gun purchasing needs, ammo buying needs, gunsmithing and gun repair and seracoding needs. I know gunsmithing and gun repair are the same thing. A little slip of the tongue there. They can do it all. Hey, man, they also buy guns. So if you're in a pinch, need to shake one off, buy mama a Christmas present coming up here soon. Guns and gear will help you out there. Or if uh, mama wants a little wants a little gun under the tree, put mama a little gun under the tree. It's a dangerous world out there. Can't never be too too protected. Can't make sure you love them. You can't be overly protective of your loved ones. So get out there. Check them out at Guns and Gear. Located right there on Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt at Yandale Road. That shopping center right there on your right if you're heading north. 
Open Tuesday through Saturday. Guns and Gear. Shop them online, gunsandgearms.com. We appreciate them for sponsoring our text line, the Guns and Gear text line. Speaking of that, let's jump into y'all's text messages. Y'all have been on fire this morning. I'm sorry that I haven't been able to read all of them. Wild Bill says, did Tater slide you a check under the table, Clay? I just said, man, it's funny how people hear the same thing differently. I've heard the same thing about Brandon. Man, I'm just unpacking it and working through this in live time with you guys. And that's what I do every day, five days a week. We go through ebbs and flows as human beings. We change our mind about things. I try to look at things objectively. But at the core, at my core, I'm still what I consider a conservative or what I used to consider a conservative anyway. So I got to go with the guy that I think has the most conservative values, as minimal as they may be sometimes. Oh, let's see here. Unknown texture says you can't espouse the morals and principles of Christianity while claiming to be a liberal that disavows those same morals and principles. And I believe that's going to be the thing that comes back to haunt Brandon the most. Whether it's a, whether it goes to a runoff or if it's in, or if it ends November 7th, I think at the end of the day, Tate's going to be the governor. And it's going to come down to enough people that are driven by faith are going to sit here and say they can't, they just can't go with the D by your name. It just, you can't do it. Spook says, Presley had volunteers going door to door Sunday, came to my house in Brandon. Man, I wish they had stopped by mine. Jess, Jess been on fire this morning. Jess says, I'm pro-choice up to a time frame. I'm also Christian and Republican. I don't agree with the government having a say in my choice as a woman. If it is my, if it is my money, then it shouldn't matter to other people anyway. The state should not fund this. There is only one person who will judge us, and that is God. I wouldn't vote for Presley. Well, <clears throat> and, you know, and that, that is a great text in this sense. Everybody is so different. We've all got our things. No, everybody doesn't fit in a box. It's like, oh, you're Republican. You must agree on these things. And Democrats are even worse. You have to agree with everything that they tell you that you must agree with. Every letter, every letter of the alphabet soup. You got to be down with it 100 ready to die for it. If you're not, you're a bigot, Nazi, homophobe. Trump supporter. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. We don't all fit in a box. I do. I definitely don't. Uh, Debbie, uh, Debbie. I'm sorry. The debate is on WAPT. We yeah, we got that. Thank you. Ty says, from everything I've been seeing, it looks like Tate is just handing over this election to Brandon. If he wanted to debate, he would but he knows he doesn't have anything to say. Sure, I'd hate for my state to turn blue, but Reeves needs to step up and do better, or we need another conservative filling his spot quick. You know, I I really was pulling for Robert Foster a couple years ago, and I wish he had ran again, and maybe he will down the road. Lloyd says the governor debate will definitely be shown on WAPT, PBS, and MeTV tomorrow night. Not sure about the other channels. Thank you, Lloyd. 
uh, Reagan can says Reeves sure as hell did not neglect the black people. of. This is the text I was looking for. When it, they, in that article, they're talking about uh, Republicans neglecting black folks. Tate don't get the credit he deserves for this. Reeves sure as hell did not neglect the black people of Jackson when we were crying about drinkable, bathable, doo-doo free water. That was our incompetent black mayor and where and where was Benny and Brandon on then? And just so you know, Reagan is a black American. And uh, those are his thoughts as a black American. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. He also says William Winter, Bill Elaine, and Musgrove were Democrats. Bobcat reminding us that Nixon did carry 49 states in 1972, not just the South. Let's see here. Unknown texture. Do dinos exist? You know, like rhinos, Democrats in name only. Well, that's a head spinner there. I guess I haven't considered that. I, I wouldn't think so. I think most Democrats are just so dang proud of it. I mean, just ask them. They ride around in cars with masks on by themselves and all kind of ridiculous things. Wear Black Lives Matter shirts, dye their hair purple, make coffee and fondren. Burn down black neighborhoods. There's just so much. I mean, they just check off so many boxes. Unknown texture says, I agree with the previous caller. Tate is not a good option, but I will never vote Democrat. They will say anything to get a vote and don't ever keep their promise. That's most politicians, though, right? With the exception of Trump. Let's see here. Unknown texture. Y'all keep forgetting Ronnie Musgrove served in this in uh, 2000 to 2004. That was this century. And all governors during the entire 20th century, the 1900s, were Democrats except for Kirk Fordyce. That's why I got a kick out of that. That's why I thought that was funny. Uh, John, it's sad that the best we have is Tater and Elvis. <laughs> How do we keep getting into these situations? This goes back to the problem that I am admittingly a part of. And that's by just going in there, holding my nose and voting for whoever's got the R by their name. Whoever's got just a little bit bigger of an R. Do you love Jesus 97% or 96% more than your, than your, than your opponent? Let's see here. Jerry says it's a demon cult, not dinos. <laughs> so don't forget Ray Mabus, another Democrat governor. <laughs> Save us from Mabus. And ironically, Presley is married to a Mabus. Maybe it's a Ray's niece or something like that. Cousin, daughter, something or another. Anthony says, I got a mail flyer from Presley over the weekend, comparing Presley and Reeves that was mailed from Arkansas. I filed it in the trash. Let's take a break, come back, land the plane for the day. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, we'll get ready to kind of land the plane for the day here. Uh, Jerry sent in a great text. He says, you know, we had conservatives on these on these um." On the ballots. 
And then we had conservatives. We had Chris McDaniel and Dr. Witcher. Folks didn't vote for him. I said, that's facts. I voted for both in the primaries. Voted for both. Unfortunately, ain't enough. Ain't enough people in Mississippi willing to willing to take a chance in the primaries. So, yeah, it is what it is. <clears throat> Shifting gears completely here. I want to thank you all for engaging me during that. That's the f- first time in a long time I've done one whole show about one solid topic like that. I like to be fast-paced and hit a bunch of different topics. Boom, 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 boom. But it's a, lot, it's, it's, it's a big week for Mississippi, and I wanted to give it the gravitas it deserves uh, with this big election coming up because I think it's really close. I'm going to give you all the information I can. You can make the best informed decision for you. Again, I'm on record. I'm a vote for Reeves, but I'm. But I find it wildly uh, entertaining. I guess is the word I'm looking for. What's going on? The fact that Presley is this close, and then again, is he really? Polls always lean to the left. Do they want you to think it's close? And but man, it's close. I, I guess I need to get on out there and vote for vote for Brandon. We'll see. How about this, though? After the show ended yesterday, big concert announcement. Creed is coming to town. There's two kinds of people in the world. There's people who love Creed and people who are liars. I can't wait to see Creed in Brandon, September 16th. Going to be a great time. It really is. I'll be singing, can you take me higher? <laughs> I sound about as good as Flavor Flav singing the national anthem. But going to be a good time. I saw some people complaining. Oh, why didn't we get three doors down on that, on our show? And everybody else did. Because they just played here. And uh, look, Brandon Amphitheater is great. But it only holds about 8,000 people. Creed don't need three doors down to sell it out. And three doors down don't need Creed to sell it out. they would be paying double the ticket price if you had both on there. So <clears throat> just FYI, that's why we don't have Creed. I mean, three doors down on the show and everybody else does. Go enjoy Creed. It'll be a fun night. Take it back to the 90s, summer of 99 to be exact, as the tour is called. I'll be back here tomorrow. Sean will be in the studio with me. We'll have a lot to unpack. Uh, I wish the debate was tonight, but anyway, we'll have a lot to unpack. A lot of, a lot of stories, a lot of show prep I did that I didn't use today. Uh, I got some more thoughts on the UFC and Bud Light deal. Sean Strickland says he's going to call Bud Light out. Going to be a good time. we got a big, big few months ahead of us. See you all tomorrow. Peace. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.